Welcome to the People Person Paper Podcast, the show where we are going episode by episode through every episode of the hit NBC sitcom The Office. My name is Hilton Price. With me every week lately are both Brian Sittler and Josh Boltz. It's Brian, bitches. <laughs> and Boltz, bitches. Brian? Thank you. The glad, double Bs. Glad to have you back, fellas. Uh, bro, Josh, Always happy to be here. Riding the Michael Scott Paper Company wave with us all the way through to mm-hmm. the, uh, I'd say bitter end, but it's a pretty great end we've got in, in two more episodes. Oh, I would agree, yeah. It's getting bittery right now, but we're, we're on our way. This was, Michael is not happy. This is the Empire Strikes Back of the, of the saga right now. We're, we're definitely in, our protagonists are at their lowest yeah. point this episode and really maybe a, a, a chunk of the next one mm-hmm. i'd say we're really going to be dealing with that mm-hmm. and jim is at his cringiest jim and charles are at their absolute oh cringiest, man driving me absolutely insane watching this episode I, yeah it's really hard to get through this four times oh as somebody who has who experiences like secondhand discomfort like so bad it, it's just those instances with charles and Jim, it's oh boy. I just want to yell at him. I just want to be because I think maybe it's a I have PTSD perhaps from my interactions with different bosses over right. my life, and I can see the the overcompensation that Jim is putting out there, mm-hmm. and just the utter failure that he's doing. Right, and, and I maybe I maybe I remind myself my, of myself a little bit, but I just want to be like, what are you doing? But I also think Charles, I also think Charles is doing like. He is kind of baiting Jim into these situations a little bit because it's already clear that he doesn't like him. That is my big question here is is how much of this is Charles really wanting to be a boss who delegates and is getting frustrated with his guy not knowing what to do? And how much of it is Charles being intentionally vague knowing it's going to fuck with this guy? Exactly. I think there's definitely both elements of that in there. Yeah. And reading uh, an analysis, yeah. I read an analysis kind of on what the hell the rundown was and what the fucking um, the distribution list probably was. And there was an idea that at corporate, where Charles mainly operates, mm-hmm. they have the they have the culture where you have a distribution list, you, you share it, you do a rundown all the time. That's a normal thing in the uh-huh. culture or that, that uh, part of it. And whereas... And he just expects Jim, and 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 the idea that Jim wouldn't know what he was doing mm-hmm. or, or needed to be more specific is just asinine. Oh no! There's uh, in in one of the deleted scenes, Jim goes into his office and straight up asks him, yeah. what is a rundown?" And Charles goes, "Is this one of your pranks?" That's the moment, and that's a, that's another cut scene, and it's a great one too because it really shows first Jim actually communicating, which so many of the Jim problems in the show are communication issues. Absolutely. Where Jim or Absolutely. someone else just does not speak when they need to. Mm-hmm. So and 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 those can be very frustrating for viewers because they you got you sitting on the couch being like just say you don't know what a fucking run just say Michael never told you. Yeah. Blame Michael. He we already know he's incompetent. Uh-huh. You know, and we think like he's smarter than that. We think Jim, the character himself, would be able to get out of this simply. And, yeah. And so that's much easier. I think that's one where where the writers are going in that Jim is crafty. 
He's not always smart. Right. And I think that's a big thing here is that his playfulness, his wittiness, his craftiness that we've seen mm-hmm. over five seasons, they're trying to juxtapose that because, A, they're probably realizing that this show's only going to have longevity. You can't have Jim be the hero every goddamn Absolutely. Week. You've got to have him fall to, especially as we transition from a starring cast to an ensemble cast. Yeah. Also, I would say that it adds to sort of the tension, I would say, of the overall... So. Jim and Pam are trying to create a life together. Yeah. Pam mm-hmm. has left the company. Jim is struggling to stay with the company. So I think they added in that. I think that definitely added to the um, overall anxiousness of the audience, I would say. Well, yeah. and Pam is also like, she's Jim's life preserver at the office. Yeah. You know, he's he's basically just swim, he's in the current. Yeah. Nothing helping him. There, he's got no. She has been a guiding force to him to mm-hmm. to, to to how he's going to get things done, and now he she's gone. And yeah, he's just kind of floating aimlessly. And and to circle back to your point about you know, cleverness and being smart are two totally totally different things. I mean, in 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 one other cut scene. Jim gets a list of things, which I'm pretty sure, which is what I would think of as a rundown. A rundown as far... It's a list. It's a list. It's It's a a list list of clients. Yeah. And Jim's overthinking that, like, why wouldn't he just tell me he wants a list? Yep. Yeah. And that's another one of the cut scenes, too. Because he thinks Charles is, like, you know, wanting something more because he, like, again, like how you said, he's not used to that head office corporate culture you got the distribution lists and, a, and and a rundown and a boss that speaks office lingo that's yes. too. mike is very much a plain spoken person yes Michael. so so to, to bring in this true office guy with the office mentality not the office our show but like a real american workplace office you mm-hmm. know with yeah, it's funny too because you just used the More word normal one you said circle back around yeah that's a little <laughs> bit of that office it speak, is you know it is you know and, and, and that's great let's powwow Right, yeah, you know, you know, uh, I, I wish I could think of one or two more. Let's find, some, so let's find some solutions. Right, exactly. Solutions yeah. is a big, big one they all well, like the, to use. The granddaddy of them all, let's think outside the box. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah. Uh-huh. As per my... Oh, as per last, my last email, you yeah, know, yeah. Oh God, yeah. And, and that's the thing is that Michael, a little bit, there was some Michael Scott using that kind of lingo. He could he could switch into that salesman mode, but he was also very much a common man, a man of the people. And because of that, he would have just said, "I need a list of your clients." But also, he probably wouldn't have said that because whatever need uh, Charles has for this basic office, um, typical office function. Michael just always ran things his own way. Right. And that's and he was probably if someone asked a corporate asked for the rundown, Michael probably said to himself because he wouldn't want to ask Jim to do anything. Yeah. He wouldn't need to. Exactly. Absolutely. So, but I will say one thing about Michael's willingness to take on work. Uh-huh. Is later in the episode, we get a taste of Michael as a boss that in my <laughs> mind rings a lot true to how Ryan sees himself as a boss. When we get Michael fighting with them over the making copies of the coupon. Yes. He's the boss. He's the boss. He doesn't make copies. He makes originals. <laughs> Apparently so does Ryan. Right? So he thinks so. And and this is interesting, too, because you're really starting to see uh, Michael a little bit um, kind of losing patience Crack. with Ryan <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Like, Ryan isn't really the... Uh, the golden boy, uh, you know, well, he, he kind of does the texting it. machine and all. Yes. No, always on the texting, which I love that 
watching street fights. Yeah. What there was that one what, video that was we, that class? I didn't this classic YouTube video. I didn't know about. the one where the guy's selling the yeah. stuff or whatever. It's Flea insane. Market, Montgomery. Yeah. It's just like a mini mall. Like, yeah, I remember that from like old. That's old that's, that's that's almost a, that's ancient. An OG yeah, for YouTube. That un, un, which unfortunately they had hyperlinked. No longer exists. At oh, least that one on YouTube. Oh I, man, guy, that's I, a bummer. Oh, I will say I didn't try to find it. Otherwise, I, I'm sure there's like five I'm other sure ones it's that on there. Yeah, because I remember that a few years ago. I, I was unless super there was familiar. some legal battle, perhaps, but I doubt it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I have no idea about early YouTube culture. I just, I just loved it. I remember the only I, I I got into a lot of that later too, and and I missed a few of the kind of landmark ones that people really harken back to now. Mm -hmm. so. There was something referencing that cat that was playing the piano, like with the long with the straight. Yeah, okay. I, I can't remember. I don't know. It was something in reference to it, maybe some, in this episode. Other, or you no, just, no. You're just general, talking about general something that stuff. I, I ran across recently. Yeah. And uh. Now it's becoming like an anniversary like it's becoming lore now like youtube shit oh, oh wow and that's oh, yeah. just kind of weird in itself the, the internet has its deep lore <laughs> <laughs> well now now you can go back and read comments from 15 years ago yeah and, yeah yeah exactly. i noticed that was kind of an interesting feature that's can a weird thing on the facebook memories is seeing stuff that's 15 years ago like, oh that's uh what a mistake i've made <laughs> yeah and, you know, like, i used to be like that yeah. like, speaking of which listeners be sure to follow the people person's paper podcast facebook page where yes. we provide updates and, and fun <laughs> pictures from the pictures episodes. the best stuff you'll find yeah uh, I, I wanted to ask you guys, um, the clocks on the wall. Thank you. In the Michael Scott paper company. Now, I know, now, I, now I know, of course, I know, of course, clocks do change. Yes. That is the very nature of a clock's that, function. That is how time works. But were the clocks, was am I mistaken, or were the times constantly changing in non, like, in non like like they were wildly different times even from like one time zone compared to the other one like i i seem to remember that like I, I at one point beijing and usa <laughs> were the exact same time yeah. and then again it was like usa was like at what? like two and beijing was like at six or or, so, or maybe i've got that backwards but yeah. i was just noticing that i was like is are these clocks like are they just constantly like out of sync, changing? I'm looking numbers? at some pictures on the How internet. I've got one here where uh, Paris, Paris is at 9:35, London is at 8:35. That I believe is correct. That's the one that I noticed. Beijing I at 3:35, USA. I'm sad I did. Yes, Beijing and the USA are both at 3:35. And that is not correct. That's, that can't be the same. That's no, that can't be the same. I mean, they're not even the on this. They're not 12 well, hours apart. Well, they're more than 12 it, hours apart from us. I mean, are we talking West Coast, East Coast? What are we talking here? That's a good point. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, it just says USA. I'm as well. I'm assuming if he just says USA, he means Scranton time. Yeah. Okay. Which so I'm that would be Eastern. Eastern. Eastern time. It's yeah. Eastern. Uh, Beijing but, and you know, Scranton. We don't because the other time, says. the one um, true USA is East East Coast time. Thirteen hours okay. ahead. Yeah. So there. So it's wrong by an hour. But are we are in standard time? Oh. So what if we do daylight savings time? Oh boy, we're gonna get to the bottom of this. We did a deep dive on the clocks on the on this office episode. I love it. Yeah. I guess because I, yeah, I don't think China does uh, standard or daylight savings time. They, well, but that but they will not observe it in 2022, currently. But uh, it looks like oh 91 was the last time they changed it. Oh so, okay. So they so there is a chance that maybe we were at the same time as them at okay. one point. Can I, so. can, can I, one of my, my favorite, um, 
maybe my favorite clock moment of the whole episode is at the end when he posts, he puts the dollar up there on the mm-hmm. board. Yeah, and that's a deleted scene. Yeah, it is a deleted scene. Yeah, where yeah. he does the dollar on the board. <laughs> okay, well, it's it's really it's like short. So oh, oh, maybe, all... oh, oh, my bad. There's a scene. There's a cut scene where he talks to them about it, and he gets a dollar oh, yeah. from Pam, and he hangs and says, <laughs> yeah. "Our first dollar." Yeah, I wish I could have seen that whole thing, but I had to read. On and the, Ryan goes hard earned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, there, Ryan still didn't have a sale, so. Uh, there is, um, a, and there was another great, great part uh, from Pam. Yeah. That that got cut uh, at the beginning of the episode when they're when they're going into the office. Uh, Pam basically says, um, "She's like, I came to a fork in the road, yeah. and I took the road less traveled. It's more like a path with a sign." That says all who pass here will die at a little skull and crossbones. <laughs> that's a great moment from yeah. her. And that's early on in the episode. Yeah, yeah it's right when they get to work. Right that's when they yeah. Get scenes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, one thing I've noticed from this one is a lot of the cut content is really it's not so much extra scenes, though there are a few. It's it's lengthened uh Things that that, that actually did make it. Yeah. Right. Uh, a case in point when uh, when Dwight and Andy are doing their like fake, mm-hmm. like you know, murdering yeah, there's a each longer other. Version of that. I and about, read about that. And yeah. Yeah. that also plays into they do something. <clears throat> excuse me. They act like they're killing Jim. Yes, yeah. and, and Jim which, won't play along. Yeah, but then he realizes to get them to stop because he was on the phone doing work while he was just like. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm gonna have to call you back. Yeah. And so he realized to get them away from him, he had to put his head down. And of course, who comes walking, walking through the office right when that happens? And that's actually before the he asks him for the rundown. Yeah. So that kind of gives more of a of a sort of uh, which is great the tone. because well, you've had him kind of warming up to Jim. Uh-huh. So this reestablishes Charles doesn't like Jim. Yeah. Which goes into the rundown, which makes it even more awkward. Right. Because you wish see, they would have kept that in because yeah. it seems more abrupt when he's just yeah, you know, hot, like asking, yeah. asking for the rundown and like and, and Jim's yeah. Oh yeah, when he's jumpy ah, and yeah, high yeah. like that, that would have been yeah. Because why would he feel? Because they actually sort of. Well, well, I mean, no, after the, the soccer episode, game, it wasn't yeah, great, it was, but 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 we were yeah. definitely on a slightly better footing. So I think that's probably why they cut it was because yeah. you could kind of still have the narrative True. flow, True. and that's it one of the great sense. strengths about the show early on, even five seasons in, mm. is that even what remains is almost largely narratively perfect. Oh, absolutely. You know, we've talked about like the the reveal of the of the the wooden floors. Um, uh, you know, Andy's parents. There's a a a short list, but it is a relatively short list. Of the narrative inconsistencies. Oh, yeah. And it's a real strength of the show. And, and and it's one of the nice things about this is that it does kind of work either way. Because even though we have had some gained ground, like you met, said, we lost it at the soccer game last episode. Mm-hmm. And the general vibe of mm-hmm. Charles and Jim is still very still, precarious. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And it's going to only get, get worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and speaking of reveals. Yeah. On that, uh, after, after Michael Scott's grand entrance uh, in that opening... <laughs> the, the the camera work on him parallel parking oh well, my god is just something else the park and that's such a multi-tiered bit because you've got him hitting the car you've got the reveal of the spot being perfectly so- fine size wise you, know, you mm-hmm. can almost fit two of his car in there yeah and then when he finally does park back in the business park <laughs> spot it's wedged between two cars <laughs> Meaning, not only is he climbing over the, P- the 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 car to get out, the perfect car for Michael Scott, by the way, a PT Cruiser convertible. Yeah, if it, if there was ever a car for 
the man that is Michael Scott. Yeah, in in Northeast Pennsylvania. Uh -huh. you know? Hey, he he lived the dream. He wanted that convertible. Yeah. <laughs> he was gonna get there one way or the other. <laughs> yeah. I also like at the beginning how you know when you said. You know, it's it's Brian yeah. and Bolt's bitch. Yep. Yeah, and uh, it's yeah, it, that's not even that's la that's a Lady Gaga song. Totally yeah. Lady Gaga. He, By the he way, totally yeah. miss. Yeah. Also, my, my first, <laughs> first place I ever heard Lady Gaga. I want to say. <laughs> I, oh, that I, was yeah, that was the first song that I that I remember. Thank you, the office, for introducing I, us to to, mm -hmm. to Lady Gaga. And I will fully admit that my um, disconnected ass had no idea of was Britney or probably oh, didn't know who Lady well, Gaga was like, at the time. You're like, oh yeah, some Britney. Michael likes Britney. Well, well, the thing is, I'm glad I'm not the only one. When I watched the episode i was like oh was that a britney spears song and then the more i thought about it i was like no michael's too confident right now that has to be incorrect yeah so then i looked it up and sure enough it, i was like it, it had to be like he was well, just it's... coming in brimming with too much confidence well you know i i, I own oakley's like that back in high school <laughs> and, and they give you that kind of confidence Ooh, they do oh, they boy, do. do you feel confident yeah. and that's really it so much of michael's personality is very much just a a, a, a an insecure young man trying to fit in. Oh, you know, mm -hmm. absolutely. Playing what he thinks is a pop song by who he probably still thinks is the biggest artist in the world at that point. Even if, if, if when we all know by the time Lady Gaga was coming up, Britney Star had started to. Oh to yeah, fall, you know, spotted. yeah. So and yeah. and then. Um, Another thing, too, this episode really is a chance for writers to use a lot of the things that we've seen before in a different way. You touched on it with Michael's confidence. Yes. Being your cue that something was wildly wrong. Oh, absolutely. And, and like, at the beginning, uh, when he... It, it's another scene. It, it was a cut scene before they go in and cut the ribbon on the new office. Yeah. Michael is standing by the, you know, those directories that a lot of oh, office that's a great, great have. cut scene. Yeah, mm. and he, he's like, the name says it all. <laughs> he's, Michael, Scott, wait, that's me. Paper, that's what we do. Company, we're a company of... And, it's like, and I think we're in corporate. I don't have a sweet. <laughs> just that, that immediate yeah. switch oh, yeah. of like, I don't have a sweet number. That's a great joke, too. And it's in a style that we don't often see. We don't see a lot of like mid-sentence realization jokes, uh -huh. especially from him in the show. Yeah. And that, that was a good one. Uh, <laughs> I just, yeah, I wanted to get that one in there because that actually, that was one of the moments. Because I know a lot of these episodes lately haven't really been laugh out loud yeah. funny, but that one got me. Yeah. That's that great. and Pam's Road Less, those were two like solid back to back I was like those were it made me laugh and great point though both of those cut scenes they are funny and again another episode on this arc that mm -hmm. is not largely laugh out loud no, funny it's no. not. it could have kind of maybe used some of that maybe it, yeah because I get time because yeah, the gym is stuff perceived. is cringy true the, yeah I think true. that's what they're really probably leaning into with this arc I is I think they're trying to not make it so much laugh out loud funny because you know this is uh this is the first time like our status quo is really in peril by an outside they clearly have felt emboldened enough to do it because we are now four episodes into this arc and we keep coming back to that point and, mm -hmm. and and that can't this is an arc that this is a show that dropped the brian subplot in season nine excuse me during the season yeah they made quick changes to some of the scripts. Same with Kathy in season eight. Right. You know, they so to to act like they didn't have a chance. So clearly, no one was complaining enough to have them suddenly be like, "We got to get some more guffaws." Uh huh. Here. No, absolutely. And uh, speaking of uh, new people, uh, Aaron yeah. Aaron Hannon's uh, first first Thank appearance you. Thank you. Uh, here in and, and and a lot. Um, Again, I you know it'd been so long since I'd watched this episode before. Like, 
how she kind of started out, you know, she was she was very, very much more subdued. I mean, yeah. her, her first... There were uh, two versions, apparently. Her first talking that head... They, that they did. Her first talking head that she ever did, uh, well, at least in this one, another another cut uh, scene, was where she was, you know, they were... She was like, yeah, it's like an office and copiers. <laughs> and then, so do I have to do this... On all my breaks. <laughs> nice. Oh, that wasn't even on the deleted scenes on the I, DVD. That's a great yeah. One. I do want to go see that because it's supposed to be that they didn't know if they wanted her to be like how she was eventually uh -huh. bubbly and nice, or if she should be no nonsense. Uh -huh. And imagining an Aaron that's no nonsense and just as a whole, imagine where that could have gone. Yeah, that could have been. I, I am glad what they obviously they did the right. Especially choice. because later when she does get very serious, because uh -huh. you know she's so silly. It gets there serious. Is, but there's a funniness to it. Like, yeah. Like yeah. when she's like, get in. Get in quick. Why? Because it'll be faster. You know, like, <laughs> like she's that's a cold fucking read. But right. it's like, that's so funny, you know? Yeah. And, it's, and I honestly totally forgot that her real name is Kelly. Yeah. And mm -hmm. because, of course, Kelly Kapoor's grand plan of knowing now that the receptionist is uh, also named Kelly. Yeah. She just hangs out by Jim's desk yeah. every time. You Swooning. Want... Yeah, mm. and, and every time he calls for Kelly, Kelly comes in there. Do you want me, Charles? And yeah, Jim. Cre credit to the writers, though. That is a funny scene. Yes. That is Great a laugh-out-loud well, funny scene with, from her mumbling mm. with Jim's at Jim's desk and him with a... I know you're not right here, right? Yeah, you're not you're not talking to me. And and then when he goes Just... her plan is to oh, yeah. every time Kelly's name is called say, "Do you want me, Charles?" in the hope that he might actually want her. You want Which me. is not her worst idea. <laughs> like she was like, "Which is He's not her a... worst idea." He's not lying. And exactly. it really isn't. Technically. But, yeah. but it's <laughs> It's not great, but considering other things we've seen Kelly do, it's it's Charles a relatively more thought-out yeah, plan really than, than I mean, what she usually would do. He does exercise much more uh, restraint and uh, control when uh, dealing with Kelly. Yes. Than he uh, does with Jim. Great stuff with the middle names, learning errands, and then Rajana Gandhi, which leads to one of two great moments from Kevin this yes. episode. Kevin this is, shines this episode. He does. He's, he's got some, he's got some, just in his knowledge of, of Indian names, he would think, oh, I thought that was a boy's name. <laughs> and then later when Jim is trying to get his handle on what a rundown is, and Oscar has him use it in a sentence, to which Oscar, of course, being the pragmatic member of the team, is very much like, why didn't you ask about this earlier? What have you been doing all this he's time? He's our voice in this one. And then, of course, Kevin comes in with, try another sentence. <laughs> yeah, like, that's gonna help. Like, like that's that's all that Kevin just needed one more crack at it, and they would get ever the trooper, Kevin. Yeah, I just realized it's kind of a George George Costanzi kind of uh, situation that Jim's in because it's there's the there's the episode in Seinfeld where he his boss is mad at him because he can't remember things that he's telling him. Uh -huh. And he's like, it's been too late. He's like, it's been two hours. Like, he's like, what have you been doing during that whole time? Oscar is going after him. Yeah. yeah. And, and Jim just, valid know, just, question. He's just short circuiting the whole time. He just, he's one, three steps behind the whole time. Yeah. yeah. And well, and because again, it's all about, you know, Dwight said it last episode. It, it's not that Jim is like Michael Scott's level of needing to be liked. Yeah. But, there is, I mean, you can clearly tell on some level he feels like he does because when somebody comes in and doesn't think like, you know, he's the cool, laid-back, 
fun guy, it really throws him off. And it's been tough for the writers to manage throughout this show, uh, and they will not always do it successfully, but this is one of the better times that they really show Jim's cracks. Yes. Uh, true. In, in a good, believable, and reasonable way. Yeah, it's, 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 it's to not totally unreal. I mean, I, I, think, I totally get that I, anxiety. And I think you're right. I think it, it does come across as more authentic than uh, later on when he's a boss Jim. Yeah, yeah, like the stuff with the cake and the who's the best salesman and his mm. fate. There's a bunch of really missteps there, but they, we'll get we'll get there. We'll get. It's yeah. problematic, but we're we're in better times right now. Mm -hmm. and, and you mentioned Dwight, and we got to talk about Dwight and Andy. You well, better times. Uh, talk about better times right now. They talk seem about, to be talk about de-escalation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's the thing is we've got Dwight From and a Andy. Uh, uh, <laughs> now there's a weird subplot where one of them may be going hunting to shoot the other one. There is that. Okay. Because angle is clearly, always could go When it's introduced, else. both in the short and long versions, it's very much established as Andy going hunting with Dwight, and it really seems like Dwight's taking him out there to kill him. Well, right. they are playfully like shooting each other in the head mm -hmm. and, yeah. and, and emphasizing the blood. Right. All but then at the end, there's a cut scene that might be in the Superfan episode where they get on the elevator. Yes. And it really seems like suddenly Dwight is scared that Andy may shoot him. It seems like at that what? point, they're both they're both worried about the okay. other one because they're both they're both kind of doing it with a little trepidation because yeah that's what i was going to say well, things the, have gotten the, real. the the yeah and the re the ending of the original one actually happens in about the middle of the episode in the extended one where they where they're walking through the the break room and they're talking and Andy's like, Oh no, this song is acapella. Any song is, right. is better. better yeah. And then they walk through and it leads to a little extra moment song. where, cause in the end of the, the cut episode, you know, and you kind of just zooms in on Angela and she looks and then yeah, it, and then it ends. But in this one, it, it goes to Angela doing the same thing. And then in a, in a where in a rare moment of, of sort of self-awareness on Angela's part goes to a talking that, head. That talking head is so good. Where where she's she's like, I don't get what could they possibly have in cup. Oh right. <laughs> and then she just kind of stops talking. Yep. And it, and and it, it just, just clicks. Cuts away again. Another mid-sentence realization. Yeah. Not that would... the comedic technique they use a ton here. Yeah. I don't. And I don't understand why they used that. That would have been for the, the ending. The, the the ending of the extended episode where again they're. They're like, well, it's getting dark out. And, yeah. Uh, why don't you go ahead of well, me because you and, and and they're both kind of and a couple of things. And so that's that's a cut scene that I guess is the end of the supercut episode. Yes. But that Angela talking head is also not in the original episode. No. Yeah. yeah no. That's that a cut scene. Should have been. So those yeah. are both great. And that should've bit that they do keep about the acapella, although it's kind of funny and it still ends yeah. on a wait. Are so they're friends now. And what does that mean for Angela? Yeah. It's it's the by far the weakest of the three. Oh yeah. See, they could have intercut that right instead of like sh even showing her face. They could have just straight cut to that and then end to the, the talking episode. to the talking yeah. head because yeah. she could have like you know rolled her eye during that, rolled her eyes during that. I'm and amazed they could to... keep that. Yeah, it's too bad. Yeah, yeah. missed up. Sorry guys. And uh, but but you know though, uh, Andy and and White, of course, you know the 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 classic tale of the enemy you were trying to destroy. Uh, as, as these things often do, according to Dwight, become blossoming into a friendship. Right. And, and of course, I'm sure it uh, has nothing to do with they, rubbing Angela's nose in it. Either, though, right, guys? <laughs> well, they it, took Andy's out of the original episode because yeah. there, there was Andy's perspective too. And Andy was well. First of all, the, the breakup with Angela 
really messed with his high notes. He couldn't. Oh yeah, that couldn't hit his. He couldn't hit his high notes. But but now that he's got a friend in Dwight, he's back up there, and you know he found a friend in the enemy bin. (laughs) I love that he has this concept (laughs) of like an enemy bin. Yeah, but it's all it's all so materialistic with him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's the thing too is we right. get that great bit with between the two of them yeah. where they're doing the dueling banjos of yes. country roads. Uh huh. Yeah, and that's a great one too because you real it really emphasizes one of the core things here, which is the there's not just a friendship, but there's a a fight over Aaron. Yes, where they and, and I mean we we had the scene before with the uh, little bit of blood uh, going to your mm. your penis. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Thank you, Dwight, oh, for explaining yes. that Clini- the way you did. Clinically yeah. as clinical gets, yep. basically. And, and and just so so perfectly done that Stanley was right nearby. Yeah, to grip like, one of his greatest, yeah. most underrated uh, reactions. Great eye roll from him. He, and, and he, great, we all feel it through him. And, and, and a great, another one uh, is we don't get a lot of him, and we get even less of Phyllis, but that shot oh. with the two of them peeking into the oh. uh, Michael Scott oh. paper company is so good. So yeah. good. And we get a little reprise of his constant torment, tormenting of uh, old Rye guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just, just with that evil. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that evil Stanley laugh. But, but again. Phyllis, too, with her minute. The her, uh, yes. It's really cute. cute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, she can passive aggressive. They're cutting. But uh, but yeah, like they still like. But even in the dueling banjos of trying to win the affection of Aaron, they end up. It's like their friendship shines through, they and focus, they start getting like, yeah, they there's focus more on each other. Because Dwight, yeah. Dwight just wants to jam. Yeah, because they're getting Take into that rhythm, Andy. and they're doing a a great rendition of Country Road. It, it is so good. That's yeah. oh, it's, ma- it's amazing, and it's funny because I was reading that um, Ed Helms was like, I'm not sure that it fits the character, but they just really love that I could play the, the banjo. Because <laughs> he's like, I'm a Connecticut preppy. He plays the banjo. Like, he couldn't, he still couldn't reconcile it. But I think it works. No, it works. It does work. I, th- I think it definitely. From afar, it, here in the Midwest, Southwest, wherever we are, right. it works. There's a, there's an, Andy is still a weirdo element. Yes. He is. You can chalk it up to, and they don't dig into it. They never explain no, it, which no. lets them get away with it. And that's he, that's an, always a technique. Is, is just don't just just no. say everyone mm-hmm. here accepts but it. Move on. The guy yeah. sings all the time. He has a musical background. That was enough. Exactly. Really. Exactly. It's not the first time we've had music from him. No, uh-huh. we always get. We're, we're going to get way more than we bargained for. And shit to bring him back to form, even though he's playing the damn banjo midway through the episode. At the end, and maybe this is why they kept it. Who's still talking about acapella fucking? Music? Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Oh. I mean, they're both they're You know, in a way, it's like Andy and Dwight are really perfectly weird enough to to be friends. I mean, th- think about when when Dwight was like Dwight's style of trying to court someone when he first talks to Aaron, talking about how the building's haunted. Yeah. And oh, like, creepy you know, flirt? yeah, yep. just his creepy flirt. About Juxtaposed against Andy, fun dancing with him. Yeah. You know? And and later in the episode, uh, in a cut scene, hey, uh, Andy is flirting, once again, flirting with her, talking about how she knows sign language. Yeah. And Andy an just believes too. that sign language is basically just charades. <laughs> he does the walking motion, and she's like, well, what's that? Then, <laughs> Which, yeah. again, great line, because it works both for overly serious mm. or just naive, Aaron. Yes. Either way, it and, works. And then Dwight comes up next, mm. and he's like, I've, I've noticed that, you know, your hair is loose, and you're, you're wearing, your clothes are sort of loose-fitting, and your hair isn't tied up, and, and you think he's going to, like, maybe 
say something about how she needs to dress at the office, but he's like, you're sitting too close to the paper shredder. And I was like, again, like just Dwight has to invite this macabre element into his flirting. Yeah, always. <laughs> I mean, which bringing up her, um, her characters, you know, different or more serious and more, and, and yeah, you know, I, I need to double check in the next episode to see if it had obviously they had obviously yeah. already picked what they were going to do. Well, because her response, I can't really remember off, off the top of my head, her response to Dwight was basically like, "Okay, like it it could have gone either way from being super serious yeah. to just being naive." <laughs> Even the super serious though, I love. I need to go back and watch that Talking Head just to yeah. see like, do I have to do this mm-hmm. after every? I'm on every break. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's so good. Uh, uh, one thing I did learn. Sorry, Elton, didn't mean yeah, to cut ahead, you off there. Um, uh, in in the singing of old of uh, country road, take me home. I did because you know we do get the uh, somewhat of the German rendition yes. as yeah. provided by in in very you know very impressive fashion by one Dwight. But what I did find out is that their Oktoberfest in Germany, they actually do sing that song in English. And wow. that's something that I really like that's to be a, part of someday. That's yeah. a that's a neat that's a neat tidbit. If I ever do go to Germany, that's good mm-hmm. to know. I'm gonna do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and if I ever go to Scranton, I'll remember not to get an office in a closet because in a cutscene we saw they will still deliver the water yes. there. Hey. <laughs> uh, and of course, what <laughs> and we that did guy see, will just bail. <laughs> what we saw in the episode is they will have to try and uh, assign corners, and of course, you don't always get the corner you had hoped for. If uh, there are corners, yeah, exactly. They, cer- they certainly don't look like there are. That they're sure, uh, Pam and Ryan, I should say, that there are four corners. Right. And uh, that's the other thing, too, is Michael comes up with this idea for how to deal with the stress of the office, not considering the fact that the room is so small, Mm -hmm. that there is already something in three of those four corners. Right. You know? Well, and of course, Michael, he can't, his corner can't be where he works. Yeah. Which to me, also, another example of them. He doesn't make the rules, though. They they use a lot of the same types of jokes again. We talked about it earlier. Mm -hmm. This one I want to point out is so similar to Jan, who can't work in the same place that she creates. Well, yeah. As we saw back at dinner party. Mm -hmm. Speaking of this office, they took the goddamn time to make a new opening. Oh my God. around this office. Yeah. Oh, that was perfect. That was perfect. Like, instant, like Dwight almost walking in and then, like, turning around around a picture of Jim. Yeah, finding a way to still have the entire cast in it while still being focused on this office. Yes, I thought that was. It's a fun creative Mm. element. Mm -hmm. Um, The, uh, (laughs) what is it at the end? They, oh, one, uh, it's a classic shot. That goes back to season two. So there's the, the you see Michael throw this ball against the wall and it uh, hits Ryan. Yeah, that's the Dunder Ball shot back from season two. Oh, in Office Olympics. Oh, okay. When um when to- when uh, Oscar's like, you should ask Toby about Dunder Ball, and he's like, <laughs> oh, that's the sound I always hear you guys all the yeah. time, and they're throwing against the wall. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Just a yeah, classic shot back that I noticed that on the opener. Yeah. Oh, um, oh, with the copier as well. That throwback that I thank God uh, for the internet that I never really would have realized it says trash on it. Yeah. Was the same copier that apparently they did get. A, they finally did get a new copier when they were trying to decide between chairs and the copier. Uh, they they mentioned that in a cut scene where uh, yeah. when they first in the office, Pam is like, "Is that the old copier yeah. from?" She's Tucker almost Mifflin? offended by yeah. it. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> But uh, but she loves making copies. Like it, it sucks that she's asked to make copies because she loves doing it. It's warm it's, and it's cold in there. It is. Absolutely. 
You know what else is warm, though? Sweet, delicious pancakes. Exactly. Even Ooh. when they're square-shaped, great Creed moment, calling them out, and also <laughs> teaching us how to cook pancakes. Yeah. Thank you, Creed. You know he yeah. would have that knowledge, but of course he like, he just reaches into his coat, and, pulls, and then Meredith is right behind, like... I gotta. I'll take him. I gotta kid. take him to the kid. <laughs> yeah. Jakey, Jakey always gets the. And the and stuff. and Michael's like trademark naivete at the beginning where he's excited about it. He's like, I've got six six yes. yeses, Ooh. one maybe, only seven no's, and then seven hundred eighty three people have viewed it. <laughs> no, it's like no. <laughs> out of se- it's like I invited seven hundred and like eighty six people, but good news. Seven hundred, like it's like the most of them viewed it and just didn't respond. Which is such a great naive misunderstanding of the internet, thinking that them looking at it was the acceptance and approval. Absolutely, you know (laughs) that they that they had a choice that they didn't acknowledge. It was so many people probably what? Oh fuck that! Mm -hmm. (laughs) But his but his such a. His earnest uh, thumbs up and his little twinkle he yeah. gives to the eye yeah. on those six yeses. And of course, though, that <laughs> so does... So good. We do get uh, the weird moment with Pam, who doesn't have a business card, but she's got something better. Yeah. Oh. A scrap of paper. Yep. Uh, and it personifies. But, sh- but sure enough, does the charm not work? Because Russell from the Pancake Breakfast places does. their first sale. Actually, it's a pancake oh. pancake luncheon, oh, yeah. which is <laughs> which I find is even more amazing that Russell was actually, I don't know, maybe charmed enough by oh, them. I'm that, curious about it. Like, yeah, just like, well, I got to see what these, but, you know, <laughs> but then they said, you know, once they close the sale, you guarantee their mm-hmm. happiness. Yeah. Because I, it's I, guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> on, on that luncheon, by the way, they closed, they closed in on his invite, e, sorry, evitation. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's uh, the only, the only when that it says on there is for Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> it's on a Saturday. Apparently, everybody's working on a Saturday. <laughs> oh, man. That, I got to wonder about yeah, that. I don't know. Like, I'm not really sure uh, where, where they were going with that or what it was, but it's a nice little detail. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do like uh, when Michael tries to get him excited about the corner idea, and he makes him say, one, two, three, rock the house, without telling them to say rock the, mm-hmm. the house. It's not one, two, three, corner idea? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How would we not know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor Pam. Before dealing with Ryan, just fucking hell, man. B- before that, Yikes. there's there's a great uh, there's a great cut part from uh, before Michael uh, says about doing the one two three corner. He's like he's trying to reassure him, and he's like, guys, how did McDonald's start? It was a man named Ronald oh, flipping burgers. burgers in his kitchen, and then he goes, listen, you're going to all look back on this time. As an awful, horrible struggle. Yeah, and then he just stops, and then and, it goes to the now. Let's hear the chorus. Like, and they need, and they need, uh, they 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 echo that part. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I do like the bit where he talks about. Um, uh, oh shit! What were we just saying? Um, the uh, Ronald. Ron- Oh, he, he, another cutscene where he talks about Apple, and he says that Apple was also a small company. <laughs> and Ryan proceeds to go, Apple has played, you know, like uh, three, employs thirty thousand or whatever, yeah, thirty thousand across, across a six thousand yeah. foot square campus or sixty thousand square foot campus. Uh, and, and and he goes, no, Apple is the Justin Long character. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you're PC, <laughs> which I lo- you're thinking of PC. The idea that Michael really thinks that that advertising, uh, it's it's an amazing, especially for Michael, who when yeah. when one season ago. During uh, the ad episode, he knows how advertising works. He knows how yeah. commercials are fake stories. Yeah. You know? like, it's just, yeah, the, you and, know. and of course, also, I mean, leave it to Michael, because I mean, even by this time, I believe that those John Hodgman, Justin Long, Apple commercials had long since oh, they were way been, a, yeah. been a thing of, 
the past. I mean, what were those like? Oh three, something yeah. like that, and then here we are in like two thousand eight or. 2009 or something like that that and he's still he's still referencing a a commercial from that long ago well we know what his greatest reference is in this episode because it is the iconic in in hell having to listen to toby flenderson (laughs) what was that fucking show called oh damages damages toby's watching damages as good as anything oh that was toby yeah, yeah. Toby I couldn't tell. I yeah. couldn't tell that was that was Toby. Well, yeah. that, that... that's the be- that's the kicking him while he's down. Is he has to listen to people him in the bathroom down. and it's Toby. Yeah, but he's but he's referenced the great one, the greatest uh, one, Wayne Gretzky, whose name, by the way, is in <laughs> the quote. That's one of the funniest of the side yes. gags. Sight gags within the quote. You miss a hundred percent of the shots that's... you don't take, Wayne Gretzky. Michael, Michael Scott. Scott. It's an inspiration to us all. Which the funny thing is, is that's so goofy and weird, but it really plays into the office's narrative of Michael is quoting himself accurately. Yes. Because Michael would say that as is. That's the mm-hmm. it's so weirdly like it's that's a perfect example of something that is ludicrous, but makes one hundred percent sense in the context of this world they've created. Yes. Especially and that's good character. comedy. Oh uh, yeah. Beautiful. And juxtapos- juxtaposed yeah. with a kind of downer moment in the whole thing and they just use that little wink at you like exactly and mm-hmm. he's just so damn serious looking off into space because yeah. yeah well then yeah i like the other Everything's real quick the real quick other toby moment when uh when, after the banjos yeah and he just knocks on the window you guys have to stop yeah i love that that you have to stop the the just being so come on you guy like you you know this it's yeah. a very uh, a great moment great moments from the uh, the full cast on this uh, the ones that we see i i think we see just about everybody this episode of course with the addition of Aaron and then having uh, Idris Elba back who continues to kill it as Charles yes. as we start to get down the home stretch I do got to give a shout out we missed something last we week did. Thank you, uh, you know we talked a lot about Dream Team and about Vikram and we do got to give uh, a little Vikram. bit of love to Renji Chowdhury uh, who the actor who played Vikram okay. he, he did pass away uh, oh. in April of 2020 oh uh, wow so, uh, and Rest of course peace, uh, I, you know, I'm not super familiar with him I, I, I don't know much about his uh, career myself so but uh, pulling up uh, the Wikipedia page, it looks like he was did have a rich filmography oh. uh, uh, where he was uh, looks like working largely uh, in, in his uh, in Bollywood. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Working in, in, in you know, in, in Bollywood mm-hmm. uh, uh, in his native Mumbai. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, but nice. of course, as the character, Killed of Vikram, it on this show. a lot of fun. Another great example of the straight man to Michael's absurdity. Yes. Uh, and then the last episode in Dream Team. Just. That's- Great moments. Definitely its own perspective, def- different from all the other ones we've seen in in, uh, in Michael with in 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 relation to Michael Scott. Oh, the straight man being exasperated no, just, with. But even his own take on it is just in in another world, another office. Like, well, because it was such some, a good. Some really, it was only two episodes, but it was so good. You go back to the first one where Michael's working at the call center, and uh, uh, Vikram is uh, critical of him. Uh, but mm-hmm. then shares his dinner with mm-hmm. him, mm-hmm. And, and Michael says these stupid things about you know uh, yeah, his... how he wants to be a cowboy, Ex- or yeah, or what or, would you what would you have been? Yeah, yeah like would... I was a surgeon, you know, exactly. You know, what would you have been if you'd stayed back home? You know, and, I'd be a cowboy, <laughs> and, and and yeah, and and his 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 absurdity mixed with his ignorance, uh, but coming from that naive, innocent place, like we see so often, and and Vikram clearly picks up on that. He maintains the civility. Yeah, and and you know, you said in the cut scene from Dream Team how it, with the character Vikram he was saying that it's not a problem to walk away from his career mm. as a lipofedrin salesman to, to try this out for a day. Yeah. You know, and as we saw in the episode with Michael, 
work in there that you can always come back. So, mm-hmm. uh, so great job, Terenji yeah, Chowdhury. Thank you for um, bringing that up. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, definitely uh, uh, someone whose uh, impact on the office was uh, made made the show fun. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, and going back to the current cast into this episode, uh, a lot of great moments from everybody, um, and, and of course, getting these two this even new Ryan. character on, and even Ryan and the Ryan and Pam stuff is great. The fights over bickering. Um, yeah, the bickering, bickering, the uh, naked topless photo he's putting on the desktop. <laughs> that, that was obviously from Thailand. Yep. Uh, yeah. And then another example of the writers reusing a joke t- to great effect. I don't want to act like I'm being critical of that element. Like they're, they're, they're finding what works and using it in new and interesting ways. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things they do in this one is you've got Michael hearing Ryan on the phone with his mom and Ryan saying, I'm on the phone. And not much later, Michael on the phone talking about R and P. And, yeah, and he's, he's being a real B. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you know, and throwing it right back at her. <laughs> and same deal. I'm on the phone. Yeah, I can please, hear you. But I'm on the phone. oh, right, because he calls Ryan out because he had told him he was going to be out for the weekend. And yeah, he's like, he's like don't, don't, don't look, 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 God, they do two listening to the phone in the close proximity jokes, and mm-hmm. then I, I don't know if it's in the um, a cut scene or what, but where Michael says. Uh, he didn't realize it was going to be so small. 165 square feet seemed like a lot. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I think that was. I think that That's was so in 165. That yeah. that was in there. That was in there. Right. Another uh, one. One other Charles moment. I I, I definitely wanted to bring up because it was another side that I kind of enjoyed, and I know they did different versions of it too. And I'm glad they did. The, they kept the one they did with Pam when she basically just goes back in. Yeah. And we were talking about how you know. Jim and Pam's relationship earlier on. And w- when she walks in, she walks so casually by Jim, just you can tell he wants to be comforted in the shit that mm-hmm. he's gone through on the day. She's, she's like, just, nope. Yep. She, yeah. Got other things on my mind she's right cold now. She's ice, basically. And, then it, it and, 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 yeah, and sorry, what do you say? No, go ahead. Yeah. But her, but her interaction with Charles, apparently, you know, she was, Jenna Fisher, evidently, she's a big fan of his, his work and, was definitely kind of nervous. That was like real, apparently. Oh, oh wow! Really good with her. She was kind of like you know anxious, just kind of because she admired mm-hmm. him so much. But apparently, they did That's different cool. versions where I guess in one he was more curt with her, more more like not as not not as sort of like kind of like basically. Um, hey, this is your hum- man. Humoring her, like you know, like, nah, sorry, can't do it. Can't tell you. Yeah. Like he and, and and you know, with as harsh as he's been with Jim, who knows how he's going to be with Pam? So I'm glad, kind of glad they went. That's at a good it. point because it was sort of too much at that point anyway. It would have been. Well, so and, and the version they on. went with was pretty dark. You know, like he, he, yeah. he's kind of stern like, and, and unflinching with yeah. her. So, and she's just like, it "Was great talking with you." Like, it's a yeah. great turn on her. I, I, she does a good job with the personality, her business personality, uh-huh. both with him, with the client later. Well, and I like that. I mean, Pam was so dead set on it. I mean, she walks in, she acknowledges Aaron because Aaron says, "Hi, can I help you?" So she's already sees that there's a secretary. There. She's like, "No, I'm fine," and then walks in. Hey, I'd like my old job back. Yeah. Well, you know, it's. It's so warm up there, and the uh-huh. chairs are so nice. Yeah. The air smells nice. As Cinderella I, uh, once said, "Don't know what you got till it's gone." I, I don't. Uh, I didn't. I never noticed the air smelled so good. Yeah. Which, what does it smell like in that in that closet? Oh god. Well, with that flush pipe that's right. running through it, I'm guessing it's probably not. Not great. It's not they great. don't have enough air fresheners in there yeah. to make it good. And oh, one other thing I did want to bring up about the room. Yeah. Is uh, <laughs> Michael talking? About, okay, was uh, Michael talking about how it's like? No, we're not going to get rid of this place. He's like, he gave me a seven-year lease. He tried to start with three. He didn't even try to haggle with me. I should have went for ten. <laughs> I'm wow. like, you're such a... 
You're such a doof. I wonder if that means that's that, like, from Colorado anything. years later, Michael is still paying that lease. <laughs> You're right. The old Michael Scott paper company. He's like, uh, Holly, honey, uh, yeah. I meant to tell you something. But no, that, that was one moment that I just remembered that's that I thought one. was just his, which is weird because he's such a good salesman. It, it, it is kind of out of character that he would be that bad at negotiating that specific thing. His own personal, like, yeah. his, his own personal things like the condo and that. It's like, true. It's the just, minute he's, he's got a, a he's personal a investment he seems yeah. to get turned yeah. around that's an interesting thing i may need to look at my own life that's uh, a good point yeah but me too buddy one aspect of pam i do want to bring up that's just a little funny little thing is when her last her last uh, answering or when she actually answers the call for first sale she does say dunder mifflin that's yeah that's a great little bit where she's still in that mode which she's uh-huh. so flustered yeah she's still like just yeah. exasperated yeah. well michael is earlier in the episode yeah too. there's a cutscene where he yeah. says it too yeah, as a blonde moment which is offensive to ryan yep yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does hurt and that's not the sun, people. I, I hope you hope you know that. Right? Yeah, the yeah. sun does not do that to your hair, really, like that. Great Ryan Bickering. Mm-hmm. Great, great whole cast. Great, uh, once times. again, uh, we, we've yeah. talked at length about how we are really just in the uh, some of the best uh, episodes in terms we're of the, the, the quality we're... of the writing, the quality of understanding the characters. We're mm-hmm. in the home stretch right now. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. I guess we kind of are. Yeah, both in this two arc to go, and two uh, to go. yeah, two to go in the arc, uh, and then you know, even uh, looking ahead to the the show, we're really going to be getting into the wrapping up of storylines. You know, uh, some big, big emotional one. codas for Jim and Pam coming mm-hmm. up and then of course new uh, beginnings to the, uh, the, the toward the end of season seven with the the big loss of mm-hmm. michael scott so great time to be watching the show great time to be sitting here with you fellas thank you as always, always a pleasure thank you guys and thanks thank all you. you for listening to the people person paper podcast we've been so very happy to have you and we got two more episodes of the michael scott paper company arc and we will see you there the people person's paper podcast is an ola ministries production The People Person's Paper Podcast is produced by Hilton Price and Brian Sittler. Engineering by Hilton Price. OLA Ministries is owned and operated by OLA Ministries, LLC. Contact Hilton Price and Michael Zampino for more information. Uh, great. I don't. I don't know that we have a secret track today, so that may not happen. Nah, cut for time. Yeah, like a lot of these extended scenes.